This episode is sponsored by Podgo. We use Podgo to monetize all of our podcasts and get paid within 24 hours. So if you're a podcast, want to get paid, be sure to check out Podgo. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. That's Podgo dot C-O. And be sure to enter our name in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. See you guys in the episode. It's the language of the universe. But I don't understand it. Welcome back to the Math and Physics Podcast. I'm your host, Parker. And I'm Ray. And we welcome you to episode number 50 where today we have a special episode for the Big 5-0. We don't have anything too closely related to the math and physics, but today we're going to talk with a former student, or not former, aide, another student <laughs> at the University of Toronto, where Parker and I study. And uh, he is in Rotman Commerce, a commerce student studying economics as well. So, Richard, how are you today? Hey, guys. First of all, thank you so much for having me here. I am very happy to be here and I'm saying hello to everyone who's listening to this podcast. My name is Richard. Uh, I am a student at U of T. I'm in Robin Commerce, as my boys explained. Uh, I like to do YouTube on the side as well. So I'm, a, I'm like a content creator, quote unquote content creator. But yeah, thank you for having me here today. Yeah, yeah no problem. It's uh, we're, we're happy that you, uh, you know, replied to our message to come on to uh, the podcast. Course. And yeah, uh, yeah. for anybody that's listening, please go and check out Richard's YouTube channel. It's just Richard Han on YouTube. He makes content related to uh, U of T mostly, but we are going to talk about later uh, in the podcast about, you know, topics relating to uh, YouTube and just producing content in general like mm-hmm, we do. But obviously yeah, it's not the same, not the same thing. Uh, so, yeah, I initially uh, contacted you because like I've been watching your videos since ever since like first year, really. Wow. But, you know, like Very like humble. on and off because it, it just Damn, gets recommended to right me, here. you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, the fan. YouTube algorithm doing its thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, like I don't know. I probably like Googled U of T, and then that just like related back <laughs> to the YouTube algorithm or something. Yeah. But yeah, I started watching your videos, and like all the way up till now, I'm just like, hey, why not? Let's uh, like link up with a fellow u of t student content creator and i think this is definitely in terms okay let's let's be uh realistic the between like the second years at u of t right now we have the biggest podcast uh merging with the biggest youtube channel (laughs) history (laughs) in making guys i'm kidding history in making no we're that's amazing that's actually truly amazing i am very humbled i i'm just gonna say i'm very humbled to you know be around you guys just have my audience and your audience just a blessing Mm -hmm. and so if you are listening to this podcast and you are from u of t Welcome to the conversation, I guess. This is going to be <laughs> mostly a conversation for you guys. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I do agree that, like, even if you're not from U of T, this may be, like, a little bit disconnected, but still, like, interesting, you know? Because every time mm-hmm. you talk about university, like, a lot of people maybe are in high school right now and want to know more about university in general. So this also pertains to you guys out there. 
I was actually, so I was actually thinking like, as, as you were just saying, like, even if you're truly not a university student, you know, I think we have some interesting con, I mean, not, or not a university of Toronto student. If you're any college high school, like, we're just going to talk about just, just university life. Like, I think we did this. Um, we have done this before, like slight, slightly with a more physics student, mm -hmm. uh, Matthew Cater. We have done that, like a, one of a very original episodes quite a long time ago. And I think I think that was liked by a lot of people because we were just talking about, you know, university life, what we do, or like what the average workload is. And that's, I think, what Richard also specializes in on his YouTube channel. <laughs> yes. right? Like what like what we do at U of T. Mm -hmm. right. All right. So the first thing we did want to talk about mm -hmm. was... No, before we start, sorry. Before we start, mm -hmm. uh, Parker, I have to mention something. We're, we're, we're really not good at this. Comment of the week. Oh, the comment Wait, of the week. Wait, don't worry though. Like you might have noticed I was like looking down for the whole time. Yeah. I was searching. I was really searching. And I kind of knew that I had found this. But this is this is sort of a very nice comment. Um it's sort of it's, it's basically just a lot of like it's 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 a lot of inquisitive questions, like okay. a lot of uh okay. you know, can you explain this different parts of the universe and stuff like that? Mm. But basically the idea is that this guy is a more of a science guy. So wait, let me say his name. His name is Rob Heyman. And uh, he emailed us actually. And he's a high school senior in Ontario. He's more of a science guy, but he's getting interested in math and listening to our podcast. Probably, you know, push that right there. The calculus episode gave me a pretty good background for my first day of grade 12 calc, which I finished. And he is applying to U of T as well. Oh, wow. And he's like, maybe I'll see you guys around. So yeah, we're definitely excited. Yeah. You know, if you, Thank you, Rob, if you do or if everyone gets the chance to go back on campus as normal uh, life, you know, we'd mm -hmm. be happy to see some, <laughs> for the first time, have an interaction with a podcast fan <laughs> in yeah. real life. That would be crazy. That wow. would be crazy. Yeah. So, also, big, big, big news. Oh, God. By the time this episode goes out, and actually by the time, yeah, by, by the time this one goes out, we would have crossed 5,000 Spotify followers. Congrats, you guys. So thank you Congrats. to everyone thank you. <laughs> who, who listens to our podcast and continues to listen, continues to follow us because it's, it's truly amazing. So thank yeah, you. Thank you, everybody. So wow. if you are if you are listening to this podcast right now, make sure to follow us on, on Spotify or Apple. And if you have any questions, you can go check out our Instagram at math.physics.podcast. So mm -hmm. let's get into this episode. So the first thing I wanted to talk about with you we're Richard and Rayhan. Okay. Um, was our like math experiences at U of T. And so Rayhan and I both took Math 137, which is calculus in one dimension with proofs. But Richard uh, did take a different class from what we took. And so mm -hmm. Richard, if you want to talk about uh, your, your experience in general, and maybe you can uh, explore some topics yeah. in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, uh, I took Math 133, which is M-A-T-133. I forgot the exact name of the course, but it's a course for commerce students. So this math course is relatively easier than Math 135 or 137 because it focuses on a different aspect of math. So I'm not too sure what you guys dealt with in your math classes, but 133 mm -hmm. is a full year course. It's a mixture of like obviously checklists, but also some like finance math, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we deal with like time value of money. It gives you like a very good background on the knowledge of, well, if any like raw med students are listening to this, it, it gives you a really nice background to 
ECO 204 and ECO 220, and as well as RSM 230, which are all econ and finance courses. And obviously mm -hmm. those, you know, those courses take a lot of like math skills. So it's a very good uh, stepping stone. But it, the course itself wasn't as hard. I think the course average was around like B, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so it wasn't. It, that's pretty it, high. Wait, that's pretty yeah, high. B is like a <laughs> 75 plus. Right? Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It was a it was a very good like GPA booster for sure. Um, mm. But it was definitely easier in the first half of the course compared to the uh, second half because first half was just basic like calculus. But second half was more focused in like econ and like finance. So, if so when you say like e like finance related math, I actually kind of do want to know like what like could you like maybe elaborate a little more on that? Because I want to yeah. know like what exactly do you guys deal with? Yeah, no. Um, just to like delve in, I might be mixing up some of the things I'm learning in my second year with my first year. <laughs> but uh, we learned we we had a basic of lambda, you know, figuring because we use lambda to figure out like consumer preferences and whatnot. So lambda is like a big one. Uh, another one would be like like trying to figure out like interest rate in different time periods. Mm -hmm. Those things, mm -hmm. uh, those things relate more to like finance uh, stuff. But I guess like how to uh, calculate like yield to maturity or like rate of returns, obviously, um, dividend yields. I think those kind of math are more in 133 compared to like 137 or 135 so it definitely mm -hmm. like yeah is more in the business side so yeah those kind of math mm -hmm. yeah that's super interesting because we definitely like didn't see anything like that right like nope. for us nope. it's kind of like we relearned high school calculus but just a lot more rigorous i guess mm. you can say of course. And so course. We, obviously we started with like limits and then derivatives and integration and then uh, like Taylor series and all that stuff. So that's really interesting that mm. like, I, like I, I never would have thought that there was uh, like an entire semester of a math course dedicated to talking about like financial math, mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. And so what do you think would be your like, what was your most difficult course that you've taken up to now? I think the most of a course uh is equal to 20 i mean two tool four actually tool four sorry it's a course i'm taking what, at what the moment yeah. it's a uh, microeconomic okay. theory i think um i i don't remember as a whole um the actual name of the course but it's yeah. like <laughs> it's econ but heavy like math like equal to 20 is more of like a theory base it definitely does have to do with like statistics and a little bit of theory but equal to four is, I think, like 80% math and like 20% theory. And it talks a little bit about finance plus math. So it's a much hard, hard version of math one through three, if you, mm -hmm. if you think about it that way. So like, for what is, because I, I mean, I'm, I'm really interested and we were actually talking about this before yeah. we started this conversation. We were talking a little bit about stocks and, you know, like financial, like, and obviously a very important part about, you know, investing in any yeah. business is always like understanding their valuation or like, you know, what would the company's financial. So I guess, like, do you guys deal with those kind of problems? Like, what is an, like an example problem yeah. that you would get relating to financial math? Yeah, no, definitely. That's a yeah. good question. So some of our exam questions can be like, let's say you buy this bond at year zero. Like, let's say the interest rate at that moment is blah, blah, blah. 
uh, inflation, blah, blah, blah. Like, what would that price be in like year, blah, blah, blah. That'll be like a basic finance question. Uh, for but for like a basic econ question, it'll be asking. <clears throat> um, here's a consumer with good one and good two. Uh, at which point of time when will this consumer prefer good one over good two? If this person has like relative preferences, something like that. Oh wow! So so <laughs> wow. no, it's uh no. I'm just saying things. I feel like um, like the econ thing. Um, the words makes um makes a person seem much more smarter, quote unquote smarter than I should sound, <laughs> but it's just the wording. It, it, it really isn't hard. Like, so no, it, go for it. You, you, you can definitely uh, show off on us. Like, no, no. Use all the words in your vocabulary. I definitely okay. know that your audiences are super smart audiences. So I do not even want to try to uh, sound <laughs> smart because you guys are like physics and math. So no, I'm just a business school student just trying to like, you know, make you know yeah make be happy <laughs> so yeah no but those are some awesome. example questions oh, yeah that's, that, cool. that's, that's quite interesting though because i've never taken like business management mm. funny thing i was actually going to take like business in university i i see that in oh, you <laughs> that's what i was gonna apply uh this was first semester of high school i was that's what i was aiming at i was like mm. okay i'm gonna go into business and then like Right before the first semester ended, I completely changed my entire career path into mm. into physics. So yeah, I would have probably been like exactly where you are right now if it wasn't for like me like uh, going on the U of T website mm. and being like, hmm, astrophysics. That sounds <laughs> yeah. that sounds interesting. The thing is, I find similarities between econ and physics because physics is like def it's like a way of understanding the quote unquote universe, right? The way things work. But econ mm -hmm. is like understanding how our economy works, how our money kind of changes. So I feel like both of these studies tend to focus on understanding the world slash universe, if that makes sense. I like mm -hmm. to think about it like mm -hmm. that. To be honest, to be honest, if I wasn't in a physics stream, I would be definitely taking something related to economics mm. or business or finance. Because I mean, I've always, I've always been interested in like you know the world runs on this thing that we call money. Yeah, that's seemingly so important. And why? I want to know why. And you know, like I want to mm. know how it works. And like, yeah. I mean, I completely understand where obviously like like they're explaining two very different things but in some fundamental way it's similar they are it's sort of very related. similar yeah if i can mm -hmm. uh go farther on this topic if you guys don't mind um yeah, yeah sure i saw i'm a big fan of elon musk obviously being the business school student of course typical of course. business school student. of course he always <laughs> talks about the importance of economics and physics and he brings up the fact that they're very closely related and with those two uh skills you have you'll have a pretty good understanding of how the world works and that's what actually um elon suggests to like like younger younger students who are growing up to like study physics and economics if possible and obviously mm -hmm. finance to understand how the system works quote-unquote system mm -hmm. wow. yeah so yeah mm -hmm. just yeah ha it out there. have you read uh, sapiens the book uh, I haven't. What is it about? No, okay. Because I was gonna, I was gonna say as Rayhan was talking about like how money is just like this thing that we made up. Like our previous guest that we've had, I think like two guests yeah. ago, mm. was uh, Julian Robinson, who has his own podcast. But he mentioned that he like he talked about a book 
which is Sapiens. And mm-hmm. ever since that episode, I actually ordered the book and oh, wow. started reading it. And it's actually a very, very good book. And mm-hmm. I recommend everyone to read it. Um, Who is it by? It's by, oh, sorry. It's by Yuval Harari. Okay. It's uh, like Y-U-V-A-L-H-A-R-I-R. Anyways, Harari, whatever. Harari, yeah. Um, okay. And basically, it's 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 called like Sapiens: A Brief History of Humankind. And so oh, wow. he starts from literally like when we separated from the apes, and he talks about like genomes and all that stuff, mm. and then into like hunter gatherer stage and the agriculture, and then civilizations and all that stuff. And I'm I'm still on chapter one where he's talking about like the cognitive revolution which is you know how we separated ourselves from being animals to more like complex psychological like um teamwork uh what's the adjective i'm looking for like uh, cooperating uh beings right yeah Mm -hmm. and he talks about how um like animals who are you know that animals are still like intelligent quote unquote um, but they are like very much in the survival um, state of mind at all times. And so all they think about are things that are actually in front of them. Mm. And what what uh, made humans actually um, become more complex is the fact that they were able to imagine things that didn't actually exist. And, you know, clear examples mm. of that like you know this might be like a little bit controversial but like religion for example Mm -hmm. and also um uh like companies right companies he gave this example that like a company is not actually real in any any shape or form right like if and he gave he also gave this um uh like explanation he said if every single person that works at a company were to get fired the company would still be an entity, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, where does that entity live? It's just in people's minds, right? Right. And then also, if if every single, like, service or product that that company has created were to be completely destroyed, that company would still exist in our minds, right? Right. And the only thing that, like, can dissolve a company is, like, legal action. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's say a judge says like, oh, like disband this entire company. Um, um, how did it, OK, yeah. Right. So if the judge like dismisses like an, an entire company, the buildings and the people and the products are still there. And so in some sense, like the company still exists, even if like legally the judge says like the company doesn't exist. Right. And I don't so, know where the legal. I mean, you're making you're making a good point. I don't know why you had to bring the legal situation into it. Like, I don't understand. No, I, how no, that no. I, I understand. That's the only thing that can it. like destroy the concept, right? That's what you're getting at. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Okay. But the Continue. the the entire point of that is that like the thing is we have this entire world that is living in our minds right countries borders uh companies like everything like like titles like jobs and all that stuff it lives in our mind if you were to like let's say an animal you were to put yourself in the mind of an animal they just Mm -hmm. see the real world that's in front of them and they have no idea of this entire thing that's going on that lives in our like level of of cognition right 
That's Why do you think humans get stressed so more, so much more than animals? Because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, animals are just living their best life, mm-hmm. right? They're just just relaxing in the world, the world that's right in front of them, as you were saying. But humans have all this work, all this, you know, as if you were giving the example of a job, you always have deadlines, certain things to do. As you said, all these constructs that are in your mind. And at the end of the day, it's so important for people like us because who's going to really advance the civilization on Earth? Is it going to be like the lions and the cheetahs <laughs> in the jungle or is it going to be us? I'm pretty sure it's going to be us. Yeah. You know, like that's that, like that's that's an important point, you know. Yeah. The, the reason I brought that up, though, is just because like money and economics is mm-hmm. very much like a mental construction. But it's such an have. important mental construction yeah, it's, because it's, without it's it, important. the world would not exist. run. Yeah. Like the basic most basic uh art of you know getting something for something else like trading is the most simple example of where economics comes in like if let's say i have a basket of bananas and i want i don't know a basket of apples like how many bananas are worth one apple or something like that you know like that's all like how do people value it and all these questions come in where economics plays such a crucial role yeah, that Wait, is this where, is actually right? an interesting yeah. uh, something yeah. I wanted to ask you is that like in our physics courses, often when we learn a con like like a theory or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll present to us like the history of the theory mm. and then present to us this, the theory and how it like connects to different areas. Right. And so do they do the same thing in, in economics? Right? Do they present like the history of how something came about and then teach you like the actual details of it? Yeah, no, we first start off by, I guess it's a little bit similar, but we use case studies. So for example, for if we are learning about some concept in economics or finance, we have like this formula, right? Because the formula was already constructed and that's what we've been ta- like teaching for like the 50 years or even more. Like, I, I don't know how long it's been around <laughs> for. But um, yeah, we get this formula and our professor explains how it works. We just plug in some numbers and then we go into like actual real life, like excerpts from like years ago. So I guess it's the history of those um, like financial concepts or economical concepts that we're studying. But um, we look at more of like the case study and this can relate to like marketing as well. Cause if we learn about a marketing theory, we definitely look into like cases, right? Like if we're talking mm-hmm. about like, uh, like expansion, like we may look at like Starbucks and how they expanded too quickly and that like led them to stalling. And we talk about history slash case studies from many years ago, or even things that are happening right now as well, because business, business and finance has a very close relationship with what is going on right now at this moment, like the stock market mm-hmm. today, tomorrow. True. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it has to do with a wide range of time frame, I think. Yeah. And did you ever um, learn about like, why compound interest became a thing, or something <laughs> like that, you know? Uh, not to we I guess that's a thing. We don't question why or where it mm. came from. Mm. We just like learn. That's more it. of a physics thing. That's yeah. more of a physics trait. <laughs> like the those question like, of why. Those like philosophical yeah. thinking of like why. I don't think we get that a lot in business courses. We mm. say, okay, that's this is how we compute it. How are we gonna like generate profit with that? How are we gonna use it in real life and use it to our advantage? I feel like because like the way business schools work, I feel like 
most of our studies are very much applied to our real mm-hmm. life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think though, I think the idea of compound interest though, I think is a very like a basic idea that stems directly from like the moment you invent something like simple interest would be the more, cause that would probably be the first thing that people thought mm-hmm. of. Like you have a principal amount and you accumulate interest on that amount. But then I guess when some Einstein discovered that, Hey, what if the uh, interest uh, collected becomes the new principal amount? Right. I guess that's kind of, that stems directly from the idea of simple interest. Yeah. And I think, that would actually be quite an interesting question to know, like, like where how, it came from, or food. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. it came from. That's actually because, a pretty because cool question. I'm, I'm guessing, like, well, I'm not even guessing. This is a fact. Like, at one point we didn't have money, of course. And then at some yeah. point we had money, and then at some point that money started becoming more money on its own. How did that even play out in, in the first place? Yeah. Like, wait, what? No, there's no way. What? The first written evidence of compound interest interest dates the 2400 BC. What? What? Wait, that kind of makes sense. Like no, that kind of makes sense. hundred years ago. Wait, did, it, did it pay with like bananas then? If you give me one banana today, I'll give you two <laughs> no, more no, bananas No, the interest tomorrow. rate was 20%. There's a whole, there's a whole interest rate. <laughs> the banana. <laughs> wait, wait, what? The banana monetary system. <laughs> the, ba- <laughs> the banana system. <laughs> no. no. I'm wait. pretty sure they had like currency back in that time. I mean, right? I, I mean, to be honest, like again, I am, I don't think any of us are really qualified to talk about the history nah. of... Yeah. All of this. So I guess we're just guessing here. We're just playing a guessing game. No, like. But yeah, I mean, I can't really find, but I mean, uh, just a simple search off Google, Wikipedia, yeah. actually. Compound interest starts in 2400 BC. Oh, wow. wow. No, I've been in that business be... school for like two years now, but I never learned it. Uh, uh, okay, maybe not. I never. guess no, as you said, no one really asks. No one really right? asks, like, oh, where did this idea come from? Right? I feel like that's mm-hmm. more of a. Um, like science or philosophical mm. thinking. So. Yeah, more, more philosophical mm. yeah, for sure. Yeah. More, more philosophical, you know, where all of this, because I think like with, with a compounding interest as Parker, as, as you were saying, you know, like the idea of money probably also started, you know, in a similar era. Because mm-hmm. like sim- like interest probably started immediately when people are like, hey, let me borrow some money from you. Well, depending on how long you take it, charge me extra money, you know, like that probably was invented right after the concept of money was invented or loans or something like that. Right. Yeah, Hmm. no, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. It would be so cool just to have like an expert just like join the call and be like, oh, this is exactly why. Yeah, (laughs) I would. I would. I would. This is actually a really interesting question, though. Yeah, Yeah, I actually would want to know that. What if we what if in the future we get like. We get like a, an econ professor from U of T on the podcast. We can ask him a I bunch mean, of. A, uh, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's a, it's a possibility. Shout out to all the U of T professors here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Talking about econ professors, I'm pretty sure Parker knows this, but in first year, I w- so as as a breath requirement, yeah. I had taken an economics course. All right. It was like econ 102. It was it was an online course, mm. and you must be like, wait. All courses are online. No, no, no. I'm talking about first year (laughs) so that when all classes were in person, this was one online course. And because of that, like I didn't really go to a lot of them because I'm like, I don't need online courses because obviously a year ago, it online courses weren't as big of a thing as it right now. But more importantly, I took that course because of something very fundamental because I had recently taken an interest in the stock market. And, you know, I'd, I'd like this idea of investing my money and, you know, growing it much to much larger, you know, gains than <laughs> possibly just keeping it in a, ga- yeah. uh, in a bank. Sorry? 
What was that? No, you're like, I, I took an interest in having money and growing it to larger amounts. <laughs> no, to larger <laughs> amounts than compared to the bank is what I was okay. finishing my sentence as. Yeah, then compared to the bank, I'm like, why would I keep it in there when I can keep it in something that's making me a higher percentage? And I always wanted to learn about, you know, the different ideas behind how that worked and stuff. So I took an economics course. And it taught me absolutely nothing. Like it was, it taught me about, I mean, I guess I, I did not know what I was going into because I, because like it taught me about, you know, basic supply and demand and you know, how like goods exchanges and all these questions that I didn't really, you know, have a very big interest towards at that time. But yeah. like, you know, as I'm advancing, like, I'm like, you know what, some of those questions that were asked in there are actually pretty cool, pretty important. The and important I thing later, is I feel like, you know, when we think about hackers, we think about computer science, right? We always think about that image, the, the most optimal image of like a study. Let's say like if we, thunk, if we think about like Mark Zuckerberg, for example, we think about this like genius sitting in his bedroom creating Facebook in Harvard, right? That's, that's what we think about. But we don't think about the fundamental steps that he needed to take in order for him to get to that point. And I think uh, Rayan brought up like a very important theory, like a uh, process of economics is that when you're in business school, you're not gonna like start off with like learning about, oh, this is Tesla stock. This is gonna go up, blah, blah, blah. Like this is <laughs> Apple stock, this is gonna go up, blah, blah, blah. We don't start with that. We start with the basic knowledge. like, how do we like calculate like bonds how do we calculate money in different times how do we to be honest i would have enjoyed that no i would have really enjoyed but that those but those are like none of that was taught intro none of that was taught but that in order to get there we need to learn about supply and demand how the market's gonna move how right. how the market's gonna mm. get influenced by inflation you're right you're right so i feel like that ties into i like to think about this with like computer science because i wanted to go into coding thinking like oh i'm gonna be like mark zuckerberg sitting in my yeah. dorm room creating like facebook <laughs> But, you know, there's so many steps in order for you to, like, get to that optimal yeah. level, right? So I feel like mm -hmm. that's the same way as, like, business school students. You're not going to get yeah, to... Yeah, I, I, I want to jump the horse. Like, I want to go yeah. ahead a lot faster than I want to yeah. learn the business. I just gonna... want to know... Yeah. yeah, you're not going to yeah. be the wolf of Wall Street before going to, <laughs> you know, before starting all this econ and finance. Like, I think that's one thing I want to point out. It's not going to be all, like, you know, money and... All that stuff <laughs> in the beginning. You just painted the picture in my head where it's like first day of uh, business school. You walk into the lecture and the prof is like, this is GME. You should buy this stock right here. <laughs> no, that's not GameStop. Yeah, GameStop. <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, a, that, that's a classic. Yeah, I, wanted, I also wanted to know, um, like, why did you pick U of T specifically? Yeah, <clears throat> um, I talked about this a little in my... Uh, in one of my YouTube videos. So if anyone's listening to this and want to know why I picked U of T, you guys can go check that out. But I actually applied to UBC and U of T, both as a business school um, like student. So UBC, they have Sother and in U of T, we have Robin. <clears throat> and the reason why I picked Robin over Sother is first because of international reputation, because I wanted to open my doors into not just um, like, working and studying in Canada, but somewhere abroad as well. And to have like a name of Rotman, it was a little bit better. It's, it's, it's better than having, obviously not to like, like completely mm -hmm. like, you know, like, like Sother is a very, very, very prestigious 
uh, business school. Like, don't get me wrong, but I picked Robin because it I saw it more towards my future. Secondly, um, Toronto, I believe, is the second biggest metropolitan city in North America, next to New York. I don't know how uh, how old this data, like this information is, but I was told that about like three years ago. I, maybe you guys can do your own research. Probably hasn't. It probably, probably hasn't, hasn't changed, changed then. Like, but, why? I don't know why it was. Yeah. But bigger city equals bigger networking events, bigger opportunities, True. right? So, and mm-hmm. if you're in business school, one of the first thing you learn is that sometimes networking and those opportunities are much more valuable than getting a 4.0 GPA in your high school. I'm in your in your school. After mm-hmm. hearing that in high school, I that's that was like a defining factor. I was like, I need to go to Toronto. I need to like go and meet the people there and see how it's actually like in Toronto. Like if you think about mm-hmm. it, like the TSX is in like Toronto, right? It's it, it's not mm-hmm. Vancouver's. It's, it's Toronto. Mm-hmm. So also because Toronto is the financial capital of Canada, see, so like yeah. there is a lot. I, yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of, of interest business here. going on yeah. here. So I was like, yeah, if exactly. I want to study business, I'm going to be at like the hub of everything, right? So yeah, I get that. Yeah, um, and died, and yeah, I think those are the two biggest factors why I chose mm-hmm. U of T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, if you don't mind me asking, like, where are, are you from? Canada? No, I'm uh, I'm from Korea actually. I moved to Canada about seven years ago. I actually landed in Manitoba, uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, if you guys know. Wow. Uh, it's in the prairies. I went to high school there. Shout out to all my, you know, friends in Manitoba. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I moved to university. I, I moved to Toronto for university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so what, what was your first impression of like uh, Frosh Week? You just get to Toronto mm-hmm. and... <clears throat> You, you get to this huge campus and you're yeah. like, wow, like what, what were you thinking? No. So many people ask me this because like Toronto is like a big city compared to like Winnipeg, but I am from Seoul, which is another big city. So I was already used to like a big city life. So the big city didn't really get me, but the Frost Week and party, very fun times. But uh, it definitely did remind me of like high school though, because like in high school, like we have parties. I guess like university parties are on a next level. So for sure. Yeah. No, also, also like, uh, oh, so, so do you believe, so just, just to follow up, you do believe that university, like life, like as in like the, like the academic part of it, you think it's like similar to high school? Um, like the, no, like no, the no. difficulty level, the stress level or like what? No because, way. <laughs> no, no, because you said it's similar to high school. So I'm like, no, no, wait, no. I need similar to clarify to with that statement. As in like the party scenes and the vibe. The vibe. Oh, like, okay, the, the friend vibe. vibes, right? I thought like when I got to yeah. university, I would have like, oh, like very strict friends who are like, oh, like I'm oh, yeah. into like, like business. I want to get to like, yeah. you know, like, but no, they were all very chill friends, although they're mm-hmm. very intelligent friends. Um, they were very chill. And obviously you guys as well, you guys are, very chill but you guys are absolutely amazing and intelligent so yeah exactly like imagine how lucky parker is to have someone like me you know? <laughs> he's, he's so happy like oh my god i found such a good friend at UFT, you know like no you guys, richard... you guys are friend goals you guys are friend goals <laughs> richard I, I find it interesting that you bring that up because as a lot of people know that uh maybe want to go to uft are already at uft it has this reputation that like everyone is just like 
a studying like yeah. person day in and day out just in their dorm room studying all day but i think like new students that come to U of T will be surprised at how many people are like very sociable but at the same time still on that level of intelligence yeah where it's like it's like of course like at, at some point like the stereotype does hold that everyone in your class is going to be really smart yeah but there is like we're all like normal normal just students high school that's, students that's exactly <laughs> that are coming what into I want the, to the show in my video i feel like one of the big key if i quote unquote success to my videos were i think a lot of people had this misconception of u of t and like u of tears but in my videos i tried my best to like show in my vlogs how much fun we have kind of like we we are like normal students who wants to have fun we're normal university students but we're also as uh parker mentioned we're very hard-working students as well so. exactly that, that that's an important distinction that i'm not because a lot of people like you know especially in canada like mm -hmm. people who are not watching this from canada might not really get this reference but especially in canada i think there's this huge stereotype against people who go to university of toronto where you know they're like oh they're you know the what's the word i'm looking for like very um strict you know, like narrow mind, like, like, like very strict, okay. like, like they're not like loose, you know, like they're not approachable very tense, very as tense. Parker mentioned, like you're not social, mm -hmm. like that's what people think, but that's just far from the truth. Yeah. Like if anyone knows me, they should know that I'm not in, like I'm the opposite very much of an introvert. So like, you know, there are people like us at U of T. That's the thing. So I feel like our personality yeah. and our work ethic are two different things like our personality mm -hmm. are like we're very much normal students who want to have fun but when it comes down to work we grind it through that's the that's yeah. the thing. definitely yeah to be honest um I, I think i have mentioned this before that um in quarantine like uh no like lockdown or whatever like the situation we're in right now like i feel that online school the biggest advantage that it has posed is the fact that because you're alone, like because you're just doing it in your room, just online school, you just naturally work a lot harder and a lot more mm -hmm. because you're by yourself. Yeah. And I think that's an, so like, I guess, I guess I, I can, I can form a question here. Like how has like your quarantine life in, in your, in your program been different from your in-person because you're lucky enough like us, you've had an in-person and right. an online right. experience. Unluckily, unluckily like the, people coming in right now don't have that opportunity right but like for you for example what do you think the the difference is no i agree with like you how, how have you treated I, it yeah i agree with you i think a lot of people like to just hate on online school but i'm actually a i don't mind online school because it definitely saves a lot of time there's no distraction as uh rayhan said so we True. can really focus on our work and that that really gave me an opportunity to grow my youtube channel just grow my side interests do more research on the things I really want to like research just outside of my schoolwork. Mm -hmm. And I am like a person who likes to study alone when I, when I like to like study. And given that there's no opportunity to like hang out with my friends and go to parties, a lot of my time went into like doing my work. So I definitely feel I'm much more productive compared to like pre pandemic world. Mm hmm. I think we can kind of guarantee that the uh, average GPA of last semester, like of U of T, mm -hmm. of U of the whole average GPA, 
was higher than last year. I agree. I, I don't think, know about that. I think that's a fact because I, I, don't I just know think that's a fact. That. I think that's a, okay. Cause a lot of the course averages like that I'm seeing, you know, like uh, some, some posts on Reddit and stuff like that. Like, of course there are courses that are stricter, but on average, as you know, as Richard, as you were saying, like, because people are isolated because they don't have, you know, 50 other people in the class to distract them. Like you're a lot more focused and like, you're always, you know, you're always at home. You're not doing anything. You're not going out. You're not I partying. I do think you're generalizing a little bit because some I am, people of course are I'm generalizing. having I'm, I'm a literally lot of saying trouble. average. I am generalizing. I know. I'm completely generalizing. But there are extremes, of course, but I'm saying it's higher. I'm not saying it's a 4.0. I'm not saying it's a 3. I'm saying it's higher, possibly, I think. I don't, don't know, know if you have any, any like hard data no, to back that it's up. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. I think. But I think. <clears throat> just, to, just to build off of that, I think we can't, we need to like, uh touch upon the very flip side of the coin i think a lot of students like to hate online school because it's very very Mm -hmm. hard to stay motivated during these times and i felt that like by myself too like sometimes when you're just sitting in your room like seven hours straight and you just look out and it's already nighttime i I feel like what am i doing i feel like a domesticated animal sometimes i just stay in my room (laughs) eat food study make videos what making videos is definitely like like my refresher but sometimes it's very easy to lose control of your life and i think that's where a lot of the challenges of online school comes from so Mm -hmm. if Mm -hmm. to everyone who's listening to this if you're going through like a very hard time because on online school i'm sure you're not the only one maybe rayhan and i are small minorities but i i heard so many stories based on the whole lack of motivation, um, just all the negative things. So, mm-hmm. and um, I was gonna ask. Wait, no, I definitely forgot. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, in terms of your your YouTube channel, mm-hmm. like you're very similar to us, right? Like we we just like started posting like content because yeah. you were posting videos, we were posting podcasts and things like that. Um, but where do you really see your channel going in the future? Yeah, that's a very good question. So I started off as a U of T college YouTuber. That was like my main theme. And then I branched off to more of a general college YouTuber, like channel, general college YouTube vlog, kind of like college mm-hmm. vlogging. I think that's my that was my second phase. And I think I'm reaching like for something new. So I guess my final vision, I'm not too sure what my final vision is, but I just want to do whatever, what I want to create at that moment. I don't want to be like, be stuck in like one area. I want to like try out Mm -hmm. different things. And I think that's what my audience, that's that's the reason why my audience are following me, right? Cause like they want to see like what I do with my life, like what I want to talk about and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think, that's where I'm going with. I think you guys talked about this similar behind the scenes, but you guys also talked about, you know, wanting to branch out to more things rather than just what you guys are creating. So I think that's, we, we have like a similar mm, direction of our content. Mm-hmm. So if you are listening to this podcast right now, you obviously have noticed that, you know, we're just talking about like, everyday uh stuff right Mm -hmm. we're not necessarily talking about math and physics and so definitely let us know on our instagram or in like the youtube comments or whatever if you would like more podcasts like 
this one, right? Where we just talk about like our experiences, maybe, I don't know, like some some stories, like how Rehan and I met, things like that, right? That's a dope story. Um, yeah. Because like, obviously when it comes to podcasts, Joe Rogan is like the podcast, right? And he is really like not limited to anything, right? He mm. will have anyone on his podcast and literally talk about anything. And like, I'm not saying we're completely going to change our entire podcast. Absolutely not. Obviously, yeah. our main, like, our careers, right, our livelihoods are math and physics. And mm-hmm. so, and we are, of course, passionate about math and physics. And so, mm-hmm. the podcast is still going to be the math and physics podcast. <laughs> Very much but so. I'm saying, you know, so. once in a while, we just have an episode like this one where we just talk about anything. So, yeah, definitely let us know if you want more episodes like this one. Mm-hmm. And, uh yeah yeah no that, yeah. that goes out to say yeah <clears throat> i'm definitely not gonna like change dramatically i think i'm gonna stay as a college youtuber but i agree with you guys i'm maybe like one or two videos can be about anything i want to talk about so i'll yeah, definitely like, be the college yeah, youtuber ver- like variety you know like mm-hmm. variety because sometimes because mm-hmm. sometimes people are you know okay like especially because we are right now at episode number 50, mm-hmm. right? So people, at least like the listeners who are listening, have, you know, already listened for quite some time. They kind of already know who we are, you know, almost. Yeah. Like, because we share here and there, like every episode, they understand a little more about us. So, let's, so like the idea is that as they're understanding more of us, we are like a little, we have more freedom to like, yeah. you know, discuss openly with like with you, for example, something that we've we've never really done like a casual, complete casual episode like this before. And, you know, it's really exciting. It's really interesting because for any university student out there, they can compare their experiences to ours, like in maths and, you know, economics, for example. And any, you know, aspiring university students, like if you're in high school, for example, this is going to help. Because we're just talking about like the the workload and how if you like at the end of the day, if you think about it, yes, it's harder, but you're also, I think a big thing about university, and I'm kind of getting off, but I think a big thing about university is you're also getting older. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. Like, because you're in high school and everyone's like, oh, high school, university is going to be like high school or, or will it be like high school? Well, it won't because like you're maturing with what you're working on. And as you mature, I believe like you're, the way you look at what you're studying changes. You know, like I looked at physics personally like very differently two years ago than I do now. Like, you know, I, I look at it more like career wise, like, you know, what is the what are the possible paths? Two years ago, I'm just like, yo, I just really like this topic, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, there's a difference there. Just to come back to the topic of content creation, I think yeah. content creation is all about really building relationship with each audience, whoever is listening to whoever's watching my videos. I just want to create like, a special relationship with them, right? I like I, that's how I see my viewers, and that's how I think of my relationship with my viewers. So, as you said, as you put on more podcasts, your viewers will be able to understand you more, and that's the whole uh, reason why I'm making videos, right? Mm-hmm. I want to be able to like yep. share my stories, connect with them better, uh, and just build this amazing community. So I think you did a really good job on explaining like our responsibility and role as a quote-unquote uh, content creators so what has been like 
I don't know, because this is obviously a hard question to answer if you were to ask it back at us. But maybe what was your favorite video that you've oh. ever produced? <clears throat> That's a good question. Um, yeah, no. Maybe just like a, a memorable one. Yeah, memorable one. I think, yeah, I definitely remember. So uh, my friend, uh, Jack, he was my president in my in my Robin club because Robin have their own club and he was a president and I was a freshman and I was an intern of that club. And I got to really connect with this brilliant, the smartest guy I think I ever met in my life. And I've seen that video <laughs> and, and I made that video and that video was my first viral video. So like I, I didn't make that video because I didn't think it was going to go viral. Well, I kind of thought it was going to go viral, but I mainly did it because I really wanted to hear my friend's story. He's now studying at Harvard Law. Um, congrats to him. But like making that video and being able to like hear his story and like my channel, like really grabbing attention from people was a very cool experience because in March, I, I saw the statistic like about two days ago. But last year, around February, I was getting 100 views per month. In March of last year, I was getting 1,400 views. But in April, when I posted that, I got 72,000 views in one month. Oh, my. Yeah, so it was an exponential growth. So just seeing that really reminded me of like how grateful to, like, to be where I'm at today and to have my amazing audiences who or there to support me and those of who to, to everyone who helped out with my videos and especially to Jack, who was, you know, the first one who helped me out with my video, just really grateful and gratitude to everyone. That's yeah. awesome. Mm, yeah. That's an awesome, awesome story. And I did actually see that video, which is actually a great video, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Not Thank only you. was it popular, it was a really good video and uh, yeah, he's an absolute, brilliant guy yeah um i don't know if rayhan you you're familiar but like i'm pretty oh, sure he no. had like a 4.0 all yeah. the way through gpa uh 4.0 oh gpa from first year to fourth year all the what? way through yeah no the video is called the interviewing the smartest guy at u of t it's on my channel if you guys want to check it out but it, he's a brilliant guy i even made it to three part series because he just like Damn, it was guy. It, it, he it's just like four. he single handedly carried my channel from fourteen hundred <laughs> views to set. Well, with that video, it really did pop off all my other videos too. So, mm -hmm. just really blessings and to be able to know such a guy and to be able to like just talk to him is an absolute blessing. Mm -hmm. Is there any awesome. like? Is there any quote? That you remember him saying like something like super <laughs> philosophical and smart i think this was like behind the camera but he told mm -hmm. me like like bunch of stuff that really inspired me to like work harder because um i'm humble to say that i like me and him went through some similar thing there were like some similar ideas and things that we kind of think alike but on camera, I think he talked about how there's multiple ways to get to where you want to be. You can, you know, sometimes go around to get it where you can take the beeline, but be patient with it and just follow the process. I feel like that was like a big theme of the whole video series. So that's one takeaway. 
Awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, understanding, understanding, like, you know, the basics of, especially, so I'm assuming he was in a business program. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He was in business. He was yeah. in Robin as well. So, like, I think, like, it's, like, I think that is an amazing connection that you just have. Mm -hmm. Like you, like you have this like you have this person that clearly now is in Harvard Law. Mm -hmm. Probably, you know, you never know where this connection is going to take you. You yeah. know, like twenty years from now, maybe you're like, hey, I need a really good lawyer or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking of things. Yeah. But like, and especially like talking about, you know, I'm trying to like, like getting back to how Toronto is like the financial hub. Mm -hmm. Have you, like, how has been, how has your experience been? in the financial hub like networking yeah like has it have you there, do you have any like memorable stories or something you would want to share yeah no there are some like i met some crazy crazy people through like networking and obviously starting my youtube channel there were some amazing talented people who reached out to me which i'm very thankful about but in person things i think um just looking at all my friends that I met and close with in first years and how we're uh, growing and seeing the things that they're doing is like the most amazing thing. Like there, I could go mm -hmm. into stories about like meeting like some very like, um, how should I say, very intelligent people. But I guess to me, the most shocking factor is like my friends and I are changing so fast. If I think about it, like thinking back to like a year ago, we were completely different like people. And mm -hmm. that to me is the most shocking factor of the whole Toronto being the hub of financial industries and whatnot. I think the students who study and who are in those sectors tend to grow faster. I'm tempted to say faster than other students in different areas. And so what would be like a typical weekend of a like a first year in person Rotman student? Weekend. Um <clears throat> we like to if there's no obviously if there's no exams or projects to do, uh for me personally, I went out with my friends to, you know, bubble tea places or a classic. Yeah, or nothing like crazy, but if there are parties, we'll definitely go to parties. But I think most weekends we're working on projects uh, and exams together. There's a lot of group assignments in uh, Rotman. So I think weekends were mostly when people were free. So a lot of group meetings during the weekend, definitely. Oh, and uh, interviews, interviews during some uh, coffee chats. Yeah, coffee chats during weekends were wow. a good thing too, yeah. Do you know about um, Monkey Sushi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I order from them all the time. Oh, my. I still remember. So, Monkey Sushi. Oh, my God. So, they had this deal okay. for maybe, I think it was, it like was a two, while. three weeks, or like a month, maybe, yeah. where it was $2 rolls. And they delivered it. Uber Eats. Yeah. $2 <laughs> for what? six pieces of sushi. Yeah. That's insane. And I am not joking. I ate dinner for six bucks for like a whole two weeks. I'm <laughs> no, like, ask Parker. No, they, I think Monkey Sushi like, was every day or every other day. They have killer deals. Like I order from them all the time because they have one, one plus one sales all the time. They, mm. Like shout like, out to them. It's amazing. Yeah, shout out to them. Like, it's, yeah. I, like I love it. I just love it. And, and last year we would always go and get their like all you can eat uh, dinner deals and all that stuff. Oh my. And I remember, I remember one time we went, <laughs> I think we, we would always go like, 
because at, at Innis there's like different floors that okay. are separated with Innis like... is our <coughs> as our residence yeah. by the way in, okay, last, okay. In, in first year like Parker and I were at the same residence and it was called Innis College or Innis Residence right so mm-hmm. yeah continue and so we had like obviously you over the f- the first couple of weeks you find your friends mm-hmm. within your 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 residence and mm-hmm. so there was a group of us I think we were like we were like eight maybe yeah i think and so every every like now and again we'd be like yo let's just all go to monkey sushi just because like <laughs> it's friday or whatever yeah and so we so we'd go fun. to monkey sushi we would literally like fill the table with sushi <laughs> oh we used to be the bank center table it used to be like 10 of us oh just sitting God. around a table it was amazing we used yeah. to own the whole restaurant <laughs> honestly ryan yeah. and uh parker we should definitely go out when uh covid is over oh yeah for sure. to be honest when covid gets over or like when this stuff gets over is just such a common phrase right now like <laughs> i remember using this phrase like maybe last May, like all the way yeah. last May. When this you know, is I'm like, over. yo, whenever all this stuff's over. No, actually, whenever this like, stuff's over, I, I want to like make like... like a YouTube video with you guys. And obviously, uh, as uh, you guys are into stocks as well, like just eat sushi or whatever, chicken. I, I love yeah. chicken as well. And just we like, can actually do that and talk yeah. about stocks and like maybe like do our like YouTube videos right now. Maybe like live yeah. stream too. You know, like who knows? To be who honest. Knows? Yeah, so pre-conversation, like pre-podcast recording, like Richard Parker and I were talking about, you know, just stocks, cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. equities, like just, just you know, investments basically. Yeah. And that's where also like my questions about investments were coming in. And like, I think, yeah, we can definitely have that conversation on uh, on like a YouTube channel. Yeah, no, sure. that's, it'll, that's it'll be, because like it'll topic. tie in, tie right in with my channel. Yeah, because like my exactly. audience already knows that I'm a business school student and I talk exactly. a lot about like, you know, U of T life and college life. And maybe we can have an episode where we talk about, you know, interviewing um, my fellow physics students. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That sure. Sounds we can good. think about it. Um, one, one thing I was going to say is that, yeah, I haven't been to campus in a while. Mm-hmm. Like for your, like for anyone listening, I, I, I'm in Ottawa right now, which oh, is I the see. capital of, uh, Canada. Of Canada. Yeah. And, um, it's about like four and a half hours away from Toronto. <laughs> and I decided to stay home this year, obviously, because I didn't really see the point in paying for rent and all that stuff while school was online. And so next year, you know, <laughs> if this is all over, I'm going to be back in Toronto. <laughs> and, um, I know that they were renovating front campus, which yeah. I'm super Wait, excited to see. No, it's like, not going to be done, what, though. It's um, not going to be done? So if anyone's wondering how By the campus year. looks like during the pandemic, God, there is, I did like a campus tour in one of my videos, so you guys can go look at that. But uh, yeah, it said that it's going to be done in like two years, they say. No. Two years? <laughs> yeah wait what are oh. they exactly renovating i actually there, haven't so you know the king circle right where we had the club yeah there? It, it, it's yeah. barricaded with like like ugly fences because they're like digging what? holes you saw that right wait one minute you yeah saw wait that. you saw that i wait i know about the fences no they're wait. digging like holes in there man yeah because they're, they're no because i actually paving? go to u of t like i go to campus pretty often and i'm so confused i'm like wait I don't know because they're taking off the road, right? Yeah, they're making it a pedestrian <clears throat> yeah. thing, and then oh, apparently, they're, they're building like the underground like parking spots or whatnot. That's what oh. I heard. Too. Parking, oh my god, that would be so useful. That's that what I heard. So, I mean, I that guess for cool. I mean, I guess a lot of people probably don't use cars though at university. 
Actually, there, you'll are be a lot, there are a lot of people. There, there's a lot of people. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, because I'm because I'm just questioning, like, why? I mean, why not? Why just not use a subway or something like, oh, or like a tram or something no, like that? Like, like, those are so much better. I think it's for people who like drive like Lamborghinis. Like, their car maybe got like <laughs> damaged or something, yeah. so they need like no. I actually know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, because near like near like <laughs> McLennan, like the 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 building that we have our physics classes at, yeah. they're always some crazy cars. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely, crazy it's, a, cars. It's, an, it's, insane. it's a car show. Like I see like Tesla, <laughs> Lamborghinis and like Audis and whatnot. It's crazy. There's some phenomenal Yeah, I don't cars. know whose car this is, but I would see it so many times. It's literally, it was a Jaguar and the paint on it was like, was like a pearl. Like wow. it was white. It, it was like a white paint, but it was like, it was like green and purple and pink. Like when you walked past it, it would like shine in like yeah. all wow, these crazy cool. colors. And I was like, this is like the most insane car I've ever seen, like parked in front of my lecture hall. <laughs> that is, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, there's some pretty high tech cars, man. Like the, the, that entire area is like, you know, is, is perfect for it. And I guess, I guess the parking lot would be advantageous if we, you know, if those cars go there. But like, let's see, let's see. I'm excited to see yeah, what it's going to become. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so we're coming up on an hour now, so mm-hmm. I think this is a good time to end mm-hmm. the podcast. Of course. And so, yeah, if you are listening to this podcast right now, make sure to hit the follow button on Spotify or Apple Ooh, or anywhere else, <laughs> anywhere else that you are listening to this. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, you can hit the subscribe button and also the like button. And while you're at it, go check out Richard Hahn's YouTube <laughs> channel and follow him. Yep um other than that uh, uh comment uh comment not ep- okay i guess i guess you can always comment episode requests that's always that's always something we accept or mm-hmm. email us and always we i mean i think we've been always you know good with the replying and the comments and everything mm-hmm. but uh, we have interestingly enough oh we should probably mention this okay so obviously this is going to be dropping like the episode is going to be dropping a lot later than when we're recording it today. Right. But uh, we did record. Uh, we we did an IGTV live episode, like oh, wow. a, not episode, but like a live thing. Parker and I, and I think that was really interesting. So we're thinking about doing that more. So you know, go follow us on Instagram too, because like nowadays, like we we actually answered. Like there were some people there, you know. We actually <laughs> answered some questions. Wow. You know, they were just asking us random questions, like you know, about university, about our likes, dislikes, stuff like that. That was fun. So, yeah, go follow us on Instagram too. Wow, nice guys. No, like yeah. congrats you guys on the 50th episode, 5,000 followers, just everything, just five, five, Thank five. You, um, <laughs> happy yeah. to be here. Maybe yeah. uh, yeah. No, if you guys want me to back here again, I'll be happy to. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Best wishes on your podcast, and to everyone who listened to this, thank you so much for listening to you know, uh, me yeah. talk and my my friends talk. But thank you guys. Part yeah. two on uh, part two on Richard Hans YouTube channel talking about <laughs> stocks, Coming investing, soon. and all that kind Coming of stuff. Like eating future. while eating sushi. While, while eating, sushi. eating sushi. Maybe it'll we be got, like a live stream that. thing. Maybe it'll be a live stream. Yeah, we, we gotta do that. We gotta do that. We gotta do something like that yeah. for sure. It'll be fun. <laughs> when right. COVID is so, over, to be continued. Oh, of course, of course. Sure, when sure. when all this when all yeah. this is over for sure. All right. So yeah. uh, this has been episode number fifty. I'm your host Parker, and I'm Ray. And we will see you soon. Bye, guys.